The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on X at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network and also at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. Also be sure to follow my other X account. That one is at X. That's at X. That's where I post free plays. That's where I post my opinions, mostly about sports. And that's also where, most significantly, I post my profit and loss spreadsheets. The pin tweet on that account is always the PL from the previous month. In the next week, I will swap the month of January for the month of February. But if you look at that month of January, you will see that we made over three thousand pounds once converted that's good for just under four thousand dollars that was bolstered by 14 units from nfl futures adding to our strong futures record of 81 percent all time and the month of february was also bolstered by uh, the nfl with our super bowl card going 13 and 5 and that capped off yet another winning season in the NFL. February was my 129th month in a row of transparent and track profit. What that means is that I'm three months away from being able to say I haven't lost a single month in sports betting for 11 years. And all the spreadsheets are there to see. You can scroll down X and find them all. All the easiest thing to do is head over to lockbetting.com. I encourage you to do that research. Do the due diligence. Have a look through the type of spreadsheets because one of the key things you'll see is not only that we're transparent, but we perfectly manage a bankroll very, very sensibly. We don't chase losing plays by doubling the stake. You won't even find them disguised as other things like five-star plays or 10-star plays or 20-star plays or whale plays or max plays or play of the week or play of the month or play of the year or play of the century. None of that garbage that you see on X because that is monopoly money bullshit. These cappers aren't tracked. These cappers aren't transparent and these cappers are not making you money. If you want to make that money and you have some questions that you want to ask, just fire them over to me. My DMs are open at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. Let's move on with this EPL slate. There is no early morning kickoff. Usually this is the slot where they shove Liverpool in for a 12.30 kickoff and Jurgen Klopp cries about it. Nope, there isn't one tomorrow. Everything starts at 3pm and then we cap it off with a late game at 5.30 between Luton and Aston Villa. But let's begin with a West London derby as Brentford are hosting Chelsea. Chelsea come to Brentford as the 6-5 favourites. It's 14-5 on the draw and Brentford here are the 21 to 10 underdogs. Can't really trust either of these two teams. Brentford have been 
pretty poor overall this season. They've taken a massive step back and even their home ground is no longer a fortress. As for Chelsea, Chelsea have been an absolute model of inconsistency. Um, They played well for 90 minutes last weekend and then played appallingly against Liverpool's kids for 30 minutes. They played well in patches against Leeds, but still ultimately needed a stoppage time winning goal against a rotated Leeds team in midweek. So you really don't know what to do with this Chelsea team. I'm simply just going to take Brentford to avoid a defeat here in this game. I do think this will be a game that has goals in it, so that could be another way to go. But ultimately, I'm going to go against Chelsea as a favourite and take Brentford to just avoid the loss, which is available at the best price of 9-13. to 13. If you shop around 4-6 to six minus 150, it is widely available. I do concede that Brentford have been in poor form, but they've also had a tough run of games since Ivan Tony's been back. They've been competitive against Man City twice, Liverpool and Spurs as well. They have a chance to pick up a crucial three points here in their battle against the drop, which is now what it is for them. They're, they're trying to stay in this league and they're coming up against a Chelsea team who may be a little jaded after 120 minutes last weekend and also having to play in the um, in the FA Cup in midweek where they had to play their full team team to get past a rotated championship Leeds team as well. Chelsea also don't travel well and they have lost three of the last four against Brentford. So it could be worth backing the underdogs here, having a sprinkle on Brentford because um, they will be dangerous here. They do pose a threat in front of goal. We know Ivan Tony is playing for a move away from Brentford and Brentford will be hoping that they can get as much money for him as possible. Brentford have threats, but their defence has been their their weakest point this season and I do expect Chelsea to get on the score sheet but I just don't think they'll be able to do enough to win this is a difficult place to go to especially when Brentford have their backs against the wall and are trying to not get themselves involved in the relegation conversation so we're going to take Brentford to avoid a defeat here in the West London derby we'll take Brentford at the price of 9 to 13 here in the double chance market here in this one Up next, we move on to the game between Everton and West Ham, where Everton are the 11-10 home favourites. It's 5-2 on the draw, and it's 5-2 here on West Ham. West Ham got a huge win last weekend to take some of the pressure off David Moyes. And um, this is a difficult game to call, because if Everton are going to stay in the Premier League... They're going to need to pick up points at home, which is where they usually are a lot stronger. However, this season, they have taken a little bit of a back step, but they have been um, okay away from home compared to other seasons. So that's what's kind of keeping them outside the relegation zone. Obviously, it helps that the 10-point deduction was turned into a six-point deduction. Now, Everton coming to this one off the back of picking up a draw at Brighton last time out. However, even though that is a respectable result, it does mark nine games without a win here for Everton. But Everton have drawn five of their last six matches. So they aren't losing games here, but at the same time, they're not getting the wins that will get them out of that relegation conversation. It's also worth noting that Everton have seen fewer than three goals in five of their last six matches. And under two and a half goals has actually landed in six of the last seven meetings between the two teams. So 
I like the under here, which is a plus money selection at 11 to 10. But also looking at that data, given that Everton are drawing games, but they're all producing less than three goals or more or less most of them producing less than three goals. I think a one-all scoreline is the standout result here. And that is available for you at seven to one. At plus 700, that does give you some strong value. Everton have drawn five of the last six Premier League matches and each of the last two have ended in 1-1 draws, whilst West Ham have drawn four of the last nine. It also played out two 1-1 style match during that period. So 1-1 at 7-1, to definitely worth a sprinkle. The draw by itself, also worth looking at with under two and a half goals. My main selection here at 11-10. to Up next, we look at the game here between Fulham and Brighton, where the books cannot separate the two teams. You've got Fulham at 6-4, Brighton at 6-4, and the draw at 13-5. I would understand this if Brighton had a full team available, but they have so many injuries, including key players that are out. Matoma's out for the season, Jal Pedro's out for this game, and probably for the foreseeable future, and that significantly weakens this Brighton team, travelling to a Fulham side who've been very, very strong at home throughout this season. They also are coming into this one off the back of winning at Old Trafford last weekend, where Fulham were the better team. That wasn't a fluke. Fulham were significantly the better team for large periods of that game and probably should have been 3-0 up at half-time, but weren't. They uh, got that win and that makes it six points from the last three games. And this is another opportunity to pick up another win against the injury-hit Brighton team, who actually have six defeats in their last 11 away trips. So I believe they're being overrated here um, coming up against a Fulham team. This is a difficult place to go to. Brighton have just one win in their last eight trips. They're in the midst of an injury crisis. Fulham are in form. Fulham are difficult to beat at home. Craven Cottage has been a strong ground for them this season when you consider that they are a bottom half team. And uh, I believe that Fulham can pick up another win here. January was, of course, a difficult period for Fulham, which is probably why um, we're getting this type of price on them. They picked up just one win in six games in all competitions. And a cup success against Rotherham was their only positive result in that period. But they've certainly turned a corner now. They're a side who've won seven of their 13 home games in the league. That includes picking up a win against Arsenal. They've scored at least three goals in five of those wins. So I do believe that Fulham will have too much for Brighton here tomorrow. I'm going to take Fulham in the draw no bet market. This pushes if it's a draw. You lose if Brighton managed to win it despite their injury crisis and you cash if Fulham do pick up the win I expect them to get at Craven Cottage. We're going to take Fulham as a pick. Fulham in the draw no bet market at the price of 10 to 11. Minus 110 here for this one. Up next, we're looking at a game between Newcastle and Wolves, where Newcastle are 10 to 11 on the money line. It's 3 to 1 on the draw, and it's also 3 to 1 here on Wolves. Last season, this would have been a no-brainer to take Newcastle. They were strong against the bottom half teams, although Wolves are currently in the top half, given their recent form. But this is the type of game Newcastle are winning. They won 11 of 19 home games last season. But you just cannot trust this Newcastle team this season because you cannot trust a defence that conceded four goals at home to Luton. That points me towards both teams scoring here and BTTS does offer up some value at 46 minus 150. The Geordies have seen both teams score in each of their last six straight games and they come up here against a Wolves team 
who have scored 40 goals and have conceded 40 goals after 26 games so far this season. The visitors have only managed two away clean sheets so far this season, but they've scored in 22 of their 26 matches. So I see Wolves contributing towards the scoring. This is a team who've seen over three goals per game on average. And uh, the hosts, they're conceding at will. They've conceded twice or more in their last four at home. Conceded four against Luton and have seen BTTS cash in each of their last six. We will ride that data. We'll go for seven seven in a row here as far as BTTS goes for Newcastle. And we'll take that as our pick here at four to six minus 150 for this one. Up next, we look at the game here between Nottingham Forest and Liverpool, where Liverpool travel to Forest without Mo Salah again, without Alisson Becker in goal, but they are still the 1-2 favourites. It's 18-5 on the draw, and it's 19-4 here on Nottingham Forest. Out of the top three, I'm least confident about Liverpool winning this weekend, and that's probably down to the fact that they have so many injuries, probably down to the fact that they've had such a big week where they've relied relied on youngsters, and probably because this is, for me, the most difficult fixture. Now, others will argue that it's Manchester United. The books won't, because Manchester United are at longer odds than Nottingham Forest are at home. Nottingham Forest is a difficult place to go to. Many sides have struggled here. Manchester United were lucky to get through in the FA Cup in midweek, needing an 89th-minute goal from Casemiro. And I see Nottingham Forest competing here in this game. However, Liverpool have managed to get it done with kids. And I do believe that we'll see a stronger team than that tomorrow with some players coming back, even though Mo Salah won't be one of them. The strike force of Gakpo, Nunes and Diaz, I think, will be enough to get this done as Liverpool will be able to score enough goals to overcome Nottingham Forest, even if they do concede in the process. Liverpool and BTTS at 2-1 plus 200 does provide some strong value. Nottingham Forest coming to this one, having lost six of the last eight home league games in a ground that was previously very difficult to go to. They do seem to be in a bad run at the moment, whilst Liverpool, they certainly aren't. They've won five of the last six Premier League away games, but both teams have scored in 10 of the Reds' 13 away trips in the league this season, and four of Forest's last five home league games have also seen BTTS cash. So it's definitely worth adding that on. The jump is huge. You go from Liverpool 4-7 to seven on the money line to 2-1 to one plus 200 just by taking Nottingham Forest to score a goal. And they won't be having to score a goal past Alisson because he's not here. And even though Kelleher was superb last week in the final, I do believe that he is due to concede a goal. And as I said, the city ground is a difficult place to go to. So I'm confident of Forest scoring but doing nothing more than that as this um, patched up Liverpool team continue to win and overachieve with their youngsters here in this one. Up next, we look at the game here between Tottenham and Crystal Palace. But before we do that, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with the promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick and special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and don't forget to register with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick and special. You must be 18 or over and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys that SGPN are teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Because if you sign up between now and the end of the month, 
Five winners will receive an underdog hat, underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using the promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. Moving on to the game that we were about to talk about is Tottenham at home to Crystal Palace in a London derby where the Yids are the 1-2 to two minus 200 favourites. It's 15-4 to four on the draw and Crystal Palace here are the 5-1 to one underdogs. Palace got that new manager bounce, which I called last weekend, winning at home to Burnley. But everybody beats Burnley and this is a different proposition here for Crystal Palace as they travel to Tottenham. Tottenham are obviously chasing Champions League football, but the only way to definitely get that is to finish in the top four. Fifth place at the moment does not give English clubs a route into the Champions League. but And that's because of the abysmal performances by Manchester United and the early group stage exit of Newcastle. Both of those teams went out in the group stage. Newcastle, they were in the group of death. Fair enough. They finished bottom. They're done. But Manchester United had the easiest group that I can ever remember Manchester United getting. And they absolutely disgraced themselves. And now they are partly responsible for why English clubs are not in the top two for the European sides in the European rankings. They're not in the top two leagues. And now the top five won't go through. It's currently the top four. Obviously, things can change if the English clubs have an incredible showing between now and the end. Um, that can still change. So as a Manchester United supporter, I'm not only supporting against Tottenham and Aston Villa every week in the league, but I now have to support Manchester City, Arsenal and the other English clubs in Europe, including Liverpool, which is absolutely disgusting what Manchester United have driven their supporters to. But as Paul Merson said last week, what's the point of Manchester United qualifying for the Champions League? They're not good enough to be in it. So... um, Obviously, I'm conflicted by some of those things, but ultimately for Tottenham, the path is easy. They need to finish in the top four. Aston Villa are more catchable to them. Manchester United obviously made it much more difficult for themselves by losing last week. And now the gap is eight points once again after Man United beat Villa and got it back down to five. This is the type of game, though, that Tottenham absolutely have to win if they want to qualify for the Champions League ahead of Aston Villa. And they come into this one having won just two of their last five league matches. So I'm going to go against Tottenham's dip and say this is a good opportunity to get back in track as they do have a good recent record against Crystal Palace. And I don't think that new manager bounce is going to carry on over to this weekend because this is a big step up in competition when you're playing Burnley and then you're suddenly playing Tottenham, a team who have beaten you in five of the last six head-to-head meetings of which you failed to score three times. The Palace have failed to score in three of the last six against Tottenham and I've lost five of them. I'm going to take Tottenham to get it done, but I'm going to tack on over one and a half goals here because I want to get away from the one to two minus 200 line and that gives me the jump up to four to six minus 150. So if Tottenham win this by any scoreline other than one nil, this is a winning selection here for this one. Up next, we jump across to that late game on Saturday, the 5.30 kickoff, where Aston Villa are travelling to Luton. Villa are the 4-6 favourites here. It's 10-3 on the draw, and it's 15-4 here on Luton. I believe that Luton were exposed by Manchester City in midweek. That was probably their worst performance of the season and where they really did look like they shouldn't be in the Premier League. However, against all other Premier League teams at home, they have competed very, very well. But if you're watching that and you're Aston Villa and 
you've um, you've rested in midweek because you're not in the FA Cup, you'll now know that there is a significant blueprint to go and win away to Luton or just win against Luton in general. And I do believe Aston Villa would have been observing that. And I think they'll come here and pick up a win here in this one. I'm happy to take Villa at 46 minus 150. If you want, you can tack on over two and a half goals as I do see both teams contributing towards the scoring as I do think Luton are good for a goal. But I think their biggest problem is the defence. The defence was overmatched. They were caught pressing Manchester City too intently and Manchester City were just able to play through them. Luton's biggest issue this season is going to end up being the fact that they didn't sign Premier League defenders with Premier League experience and I believe Aston Villa are another team who could expose that here. They've already won the reverse fixture 3-1. Luton's last eight matches have gone over two and a half goals and I do expect the net to bulge here in this one but I do expect Villa to score most of the goals extending Luton's losing streak to five games. At some point, Luton were going to go on this type of streak. They were massively overachieving with the players that they have. And Aston Villa coming to this one unbeaten in their last eight matches against promoted sides, winning seven in that run. Make it number eight here in this one. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to take Aston Villa on the money line. But I would not dissuade you from tacking on the over two and a half goals, which jumps this up to six to four plus 150 here for this one. Up next, we jump across to Sunday, where we're only covering one game because Man City versus Manchester United, the Manchester derby, will be covered exclusively over on Bet MUFC, and there will be a lock to close out that show. So there is a lock over on Bet MUFC this week from the Manchester derby. So the only game we cover on Sunday is Burnley hosting Bournemouth, where Bournemouth for the even money favourites is eleven to four on the draw, and it's thirteen to five here on Burnley. It's just too easy to just keep keep taking teams away to Burnley and suddenly you'll think this team will start to play for survival. But so far this season, that's not happened. Nothing's clicked. They haven't decided to play a brand of football that's going to keep them in the Premier League. They've played the brand of football that got them up and Premier League teams they come up against are better at doing that and Burnley have just been overmatched and I see absolutely no reason to take them here in this game. The hosts coming to this one averaging exactly one goal per game at home, whilst the Cherries have what it takes here to certainly punish one of the worst defences in the league. Bournemouth actually seen over three and a half goals scored in 69% of their away trips. And if that cashes again... Who do you think is going to be scoring most of the goals? Burnley coming to this one having conceded 16 times across their last five games and their style of play means that this is going to be an open end-to-end game and if it is high scoring, Bournemouth are going to score three or four goals here and come away with the points. I think there's value on them here at even money plus 100 and we'll take Bournemouth on the money line as our selection here for this one and if you're looking for an additional play for a bigger price then over three and a half goals at seven to four is also overpriced here as well. We'll move on to Monday where Sheffield United are hosting Arsenal. Before we break down the game, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Up next, we move on to that Monday night football game between Sheffield United and Arsenal. 
the final game for this EPL slate. And Arsenal travel to Sheffield United as the 2-11 favourites. So shorter than minus 500. It's 7-1 on the draw. And Sheffield United are the 16-1 home underdogs. Usually you would think that there has to be some value on the home underdog, especially when they're fighting for Premier League survival. But they are not fighting for Premier League survival. This team are down and this team are undoubtedly one of the worst, if not the worst team to ever play in the Premier League. They are absolutely out of their depth. I knew that in the summer when I took them as my EPL lock for the season to go down. Everything was moving in the wrong direction. They were actually selling players, key players, instead of buying players as the owner was looking to sell the club now that they were in the Premier League. But there's absolutely no way they're staying in the Premier League. I knew that before a ball was even kicked, yet somehow they've been even worse than I thought they would be. Arsenal have been decent away from home this season and have kept a decent number of clean sheets. And my original lean here was to go for Arsenal to win to nil. And I even considered Arsenal and under four and a half goals as Arsenal do have some important games coming up. Obviously, they're chasing the Premier League title. They have Brentford next weekend. And they are also still in the Champions League where they actually need to overturn a deficit against Porto. So big home games coming up and maybe they can be a little bit conservative here. Maybe they can take off the key players and maybe they won't keep their foot down on the gas until the end. However, even if Arsenal do eventually at some point pull some stars like Bukayo Saka, who is the informed player in the Premier League at the moment, having scored in five straight Premier League games where he scored seven times, they're still going to be able to comfortably beat this team and they're still probably going to be able to go over this team total of over two and a half goals. And that's where I've landed. I've taken Arsenal's team total of over two and a half, which is available at 10 to 11. You can take Arsenal and over two and a half goals in this game, which is shorter at 46 minus 150, which cashes with a Sheffield United contribution. But I don't think they're going to score here. Whilst Arsenal... They are almost guaranteed to score at least three goals in this game. Arsenal have scored 25 times across their last six league matches. And they're coming up against a Sheffield United team who have conceded five times in each of the last three at home. Let me repeat what I just said. They've conceded five times in three games in a row. 5-0 at home to Brighton in their last home game. 5-0 at home to Aston Villa in the game before that, and 5-2 against Brighton again in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Let's not forget, Newcastle came here and won by eight goals to nil. Now, some people may be put off by the fact Liverpool only won here 2-0, and the fact that Sheffield United have had results like losing 2-0 away to Manchester City. But I do believe these teams are playing with the handbrake on. Arsenal at the moment, they don't know how to play that way. They just go all out. And since they returned from the somewhat controversial winter break, they have been an absolutely different team. Sheffield United have the league's worst defence. And at home, they are conceding on average 2.77 goals per home game. And they're coming up here against a team who are absolutely on fire. Explain to me why Arsenal are going to be the team who suddenly don't score three goals when in the last three games, 
Brighton have scored five twice and Aston Villa have also scored five as well. Even if Sheffield United set up with a defensive low block, we've seen in recent games they aren't good enough to do that. And I just believe Arsenal will come here and steamroll them once again. And I'm going to take Arsenal to go over their team total of over two and a half goals, which I think is generously priced up at 10 to 11 minus 110. Closing out with your lock on the show. Well, I've just spoke about the last game for about five minutes. So obviously I'm very high on the selection. I'll go over some of the stuff again. Sheffield United are absolutely abysmal. They've conceded five times in each of their last three at home. And they're coming up against an Arsenal team who have Bukayo Saka, who scored in five straight games, scoring seven times in those five games, whilst the team have scored 25 times across their last six league games. Arsenal are scoring for fun in the Premier League at the moment. And I do believe that they'll be good enough to score at least three goals here. So Arsenal to go over their team total of over 2.5 is your lock here for the show at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.